Blowfish 2, reading you loud and clear, Blowfish 1. We're not calling each other Blowfish. Listen, we're almost at level 12 hatch. Make sure it's open. No problem, Blowfish 1. Over and out, Blowfish 1. Uh... Welcome to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hawk, our hosts, Carl LeClaire, Jason Hunt, and Katie Horn, discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Wampus Lair Podcast. This is episode number 325, Resistance Review. I'm, as always, my host, Jason Hunt, and with me, Blowfish 1 and Blowfish 2 to my Blowfish 3, we have Carl LeClaire and Katie Horn. We're not calling each other Blowfish. <laughs> that's a, you know, I, that's a, it's what you said, <laughs> Blowfish 2. <laughs> I get to be Blowfish 1. <laughs> yeah, you can be Blowfish 1. That's fine. <laughs> now, if you're saying Blowfish 2 is great, you were saying that I am great. Well, otherwise, you were saying you are great. <laughs> good old, good old I Niku. I can't keep a straight face <laughs> Blowfish. <laughs> it is... That was by far one of the funniest things ever in... That in this entire season is the blowfish stuff. It just, it's just I was laughing so hard. It's just I want everyone in Star Wars to call each other blowfish now. I just <laughs> forget red leader and gold leader. Exactly. It's blowfish leader, <laughs> rayfish leader. I don't know. I'm gonna copy blowfish fish. leader. Roger blowfish leader. Roger blowfish leader. <laughs> Roger blowfish leader. <laughs> Oh my god! So lock us close and attack decisions. I'm on your tail, Blowfish Leader. Just take off that mask. You don't need it. What do you think you'll see? The face of my Blowfish. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you live long enough, you'll see the same eyes and the same Blowfish. <laughs> oh so my gosh! I feel like that's that's I'm one so of those things where you got it. I saw something on Twitter the other day where it's like take take a Star Wars quote, but like change one word to sausage. Um, that's, <laughs> but it needs to be it needs to be the same thing, but just change it to blowfish. Um, just, blowfish will be you. We, uh, so the blowfish will be with the you. power of the blowfish oh. is strong in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not making any sense this episode because Jason freaking killed me with the blowfish line. <laughs> I'm <just> dead. <laughs> I'm dead. She very nearly fell out of her chair. Um, <laughs> so, and if, if it hasn't become clear yet. Uh, this particular episode, we are going to just look back on season one of Star Wars Resistance, which I'm happy to say I think all three of us thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. we want to just talk about our general thoughts and, and feelings about it, as well as maybe some particulars about certain characters, themes, whatever. Um, but before we hop into all of that fun, that is Star Wars Resistance. Um, <laughs> we do have an unofficial yet official Patreon sponsor yet again of this episode of the Wampus Lair, and that would be Wilro Hood fifty one fifty. What a great name! Cool. So the ice one fifty, the ice cream man himself is bringing <laughs> you this very fun and exciting episode about all things resistance. So, Mister Wilro Hood fifty one fifty. Thank you so much for your Patreon because your delicious ice cream has restored another Wampa. <laughs> 
to full health. Yes. <laughs> Yes. That's all. That's all Eddie Wampa really wants is ice cream. Ice that's cream. why they live on Hoth, because so I the mean, ice cream won't melt. Exactly. Yes. That is exactly right, Katie. <laughs> oh, I've I've already forgotten our, our our new patron's full name, but let's just call him uh, Blowfish Four. <laughs> 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 so thank you, thank you so much, Blowfish Four. <laughs> there we go. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so um we had a matchup last episode which I which yeah, well I I don't know what I'm trying to say here. We had a matchup last episode. It was a really good one. <laughs> well, I was surprised by some of the, res- the responses. Um but uh we had uh we pitted two cartoon villain characters against one another uh, in Captain Pyre of Star Wars Resistance and Agent Callus of Star Wars Rebels. Jason, what did the Larians have to say about this matchup? Well, uh, we got quite a bit of responses. Uh, however, this matchup ended up being a bit one-sided. Um, we have you don't a, say. <laughs> no, but I do. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, 22 votes for Agent Callus and four for Commander Pyre. Um, most of the uh, in favor of Callus responses uh, dealt with the fact that he was not only good with the blaster, but with the bow staff. Um, although we did have someone say that um, Commander Pyre was able to lock down the resist uh, the Colossus, while Callus couldn't even catch five rebels, mm. so uh, mm-hmm. we got an email. I think it was uh, uh, an email that said that um, that was one of our votes for Pyre. But uh, yeah, Larian tally is twenty-two to four. So yes, um, what say you? Uh, so here's the thing, and I immediately kind of regretted the matchup I made because we haven't seen Pyre do a whole lot yet, right? So it's it's kind yeah, of hard to yeah. compare. That being said, I still give it to him, and here's why. Oh, <laughs> um, okay, yeah. I feel like Commander Pyre wins just because I think the First Order is far better trained than your imperi- your typical Imperials. So mm-hmm. for him to be like a, a commander in charge of a platoon, he's already an elite force to begin with, I just I feel like that's what the the first order kind of represents. They're not your average stormtrooper recruit from the Empire days. I mean, these are radicalized mm-hmm. individuals. And then you have a guy like Pyre who's risen through the ranks. For all we know, we don't know exactly how. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there's there's this radical edge to him that gives him the the edge against Ka- uh, against Callus. Yeah, like Callus is great with a melee weapon, but for all we know, so is Pyre. Right? Like Phasma's good with one too. Um, I and so is Finn's okay, decent enough with one, and he's just a lowly <laughs> trooper. Like Pyre would probably be pretty darn good with a melee weapon as well. So I just feel like the the radicalization of the First Order that would be inside of Pyre just gives him that like that fiery edge that Cal's doesn't have. So I think skill wise they're probably about equal, but I think Pyre's got this added advantage because he's a radicalized individual in a way that Cal's isn't. So mm. I give it to Pyre. What do you say, Katie? Oh, I don't know. Carl's kind of winning me over to the Pyre side. I feel like I would probably vote for Pyre if he had a cape. <laughs> <laughs> well, specifically, you know, I, you know, you're right. You're not supposed to take the um, the first order troopers with special armor. You know, they have that special armor because they've earned it. Like Phasma has earned that silver armor, and mm. then there was like a Cardinal uh, from the Phasma novels who wore red chrome armor. And, uh, and he also was not to be underestimated, but they both had capes. So I feel like the cape is the, 
yeah, real distinction. He hasn't upgraded a cape yet, but Callus doesn't have a cape either. He's just got mutton chops. True. So, true. But so I feel like he's allowed to have mutton chops. True. <laughs> true that. Yeah. So I feel. Um, I don't know. I I want to I want to agree with the Larians to give it to Callus because um, he could use Zeb like a Pokemon. He'd just be like <laughs> Zebrellius. I choose you. <laughs> So and then he wins. And then he wins. Okay, so you are you are giving that one to Callus then. I'll give it to Callus, yeah. All right. I, I am firmly on the side of Callus here, and here's why. Mm. Um because Callus is an ISB agent. His training is far more advanced than your rank and file stormtrooper. Um and while I'm sure Commander Pyre is more advanced than your rank and file uh first order stormtrooper, he's still a stormtrooper commander. He's not an agent. Um, so I think that Callus is going to have the edge here um, simply because of his job description. Mm. So, and what that job requires of him. Callus mm. uh, ended up being sort of in command de facto wise because nobody else was competent on Lothal until like Tarkin or Vader showed up. Um, but I'm going to. You know, but but that's not his job. His job is to you know infiltrate, you know hunt down people, interrogate people. In other words, cause them all sorts of pain. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to give this one to Callus still. Uh, maybe, which, maybe next time it should be Callus versus like Krennic, maybe uh, something like that. I still think Callus wins. Krennic, yeah? Krennic mm. is a brawler, but he's more of a bureaucrat. Okay. Power hungry okay. bureaucrat, oh, I think. Yeah, uh, we should have Callus versus Phasma, though. Oh, no. Phasma wipes the floor with Callus. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. It's not even close. It's not even. <laughs> All right. Well, this match is well, close when you play, either. When you play Callus versus Phasma, it might as well be like Callus versus an oncoming train. Like, it's, it's not even fair. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this matchup ended up with a 24 to 5 final after the US hosts. Shut uh, them down. (laughs) Sorry, Pyre. But I I do agree. We haven't seen a lot out of Pyre yet. So maybe. And he's going to be like the only one of the high ranking First Order people to survive this season. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because Major Von Reg, the, the red. Uh, TIE fighter pilot is now dead mm-hmm. and we know Phasma is not long for this world after mm-hmm. uh, the yeah. destruction of uh, Starkiller yeah. Starkiller base uh, because Last Jedi is not too long after assuming yeah, of like course yeah. assuming of course they don't like say surprise she's back <laughs> um, and all sorts of scarred and deformed but wow yeah I guess how crazy it would be if we saw Pyre in episode nine? It'd be oh, wild. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, just because, you know, like, yeah, um, Phasma is out, or so we've been led to believe. Um, Cardinal is out. Um, so, yeah, Pyre could be just one of the last, you know, like, really high-ranking stormtroopers. That would be fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out soon enough. Well, we shall. Yeah. Well, I don't well, know. We might find out some stuff at uh, at the resistance panel at uh, at celebration. True. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. Um, I don't know. 
I do you not think we'll get the whole first episode or just a trailer? You know, sometimes they show the whole first episode right. at animation films. Yeah. yeah, they might. I, I they might. I don't we've, know. We've gotten it before. Yeah, you know, we we got it last time with Rebels. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what time? What day is that panel? Do you remember? Is that the Monday? Resistance panel? Yeah, it's yes. on Monday oh, of the convention. Yeah, excellent. last last day. Great. Oh, by excellent. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last day <laughs> they're going out strong i don't know wait it's on monday uh, then yeah monday. monday oh it's on yeah. monday monday oh bloody hell i won't miss it. i'll miss it then. oh yeah oh well that's all right that's what they have the internet for <laughs> uh, <laughs> do we want to we want to talk about the new celebration news which yeah there was some stuff going around today well one since the last time we recorded they they announced the um the episode nine panel which is awesome right. but then Hot off the presses today, there's going to be virtual queues, like no overnight queues allowed at Celebration. Oh. Yeah, McCormick Place does not allow overnight lineups, so they're doing entire virtual queues and, you know, reservations for, for, uh, yeah, for big panels. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That is crazy. But it's also cool. Yes. (laughs) I'm really excited about that. Because I, I am not into sleeping on concrete. Not I'm just, happen, I'm not yeah. here for it. <laughs> yeah, it's same, same. Oh. Wait, uh, where is this news? Is it was it on the uh, celebration website? Um, it it was going around Twitter mostly. Mm. Oh, I think it is on the celebration website, it's but same. I don't know where. But yeah, they were posting uh, the rules. Uh, they were posting. Yeah, apparently people aren't allowed to line up, even if you do have a you know a reservation. Uh, to, you know, a guaranteed seat in the panel. Uh, you're not allowed to line up for that panel until like 6 a.m. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, yep. I don't know. I think it, I think that's really cool. So yeah, it's I, all, I, all going to be done through the app, which is cool. Um, okay. I mean, it'll inevitably have problems. You know, we just got to yeah. accept that right now. It's going to be buggy. There's going to be problems, but. Yeah. It is what it is, and I think uh, personally, I think that's better for everybody, you know, than than trying to do long overnight things. Especially some people physically or mentally can't right. do those big overnight lines, yeah, you know. And having a virtual queue like this, where everybody just puts in for a lottery, and either you get in or you don't, you know, it, electronically. Yeah, I think I think that just levels out the playing field for everybody, and it makes it more fair. So, I yeah. agree. I yeah. I think this is a good thing. Yeah. So right. Yeah, it should be cool. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that works out. I'm sure, mm-hmm. like you said, Katie, there will obviously be glitches and issues, and mm-hmm. that's okay. Just accept it and move on. If you don't, yeah, get no, in, no system's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So yeah. yeah. So I'm. I yeah. I'm real excited for uh, for just kind of panel lottery. Put my name in to all the panels that I want, and if I don't get in, well, at least I didn't wait for eight hours to find out that I'm not getting in. You know? Right. I could go do other things. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was that was the worst when we were we got up super early for the episode eight panel, waited in line from like five a.m. or four thirty a.m. and mm. then like about maybe. 50 people in front of us is when they ran out of wristbands. Wow. Like, oh, oh right. gosh. It's awesome. devastating. I'm glad that I just the, you know, the stood girl in line, for in line six next to us that we were talking with cried. Oh, you know, yeah. I would cry. Posted, I would cry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. Gosh. yeah. So, oh, well. We, you know, you, 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 that's life. It's okay. Yep. It um, is. It is life. 
But uh, let's get back to to resistance. Yes. Yes. Um, and <laughs> uh, well, actually, really quick, I want to just give a quick update on the This Is Madness tournament 2019 coming yes. at you starting Monday. Um, Monday, March, the whatever that day is. Twenty um, fifth. <laughs> sounds right. Let's do it. Hold on. Um, yes, it's the twenty fifth. So, um, as of right now, as we're recording, I put together a full bracket um, this week, and the way I put it together, I asked all of you on social media. You know, do you want lots of the same characters? Do you want lots of new characters? And with like all things, there was a mix. It's like, oh, I want some of both. So what I literally did is I just broke Star Wars into the like kind of the eight eras of TV and movies and picked four characters from each area era, two light side, two dark side, and built a bracket. So it's kind of fun. There's lots of like really random new characters, some of the characters that y'all suggested. Um, obviously, there's some classic characters. There's some big classic characters that aren't on it, though. You're going to notice some people that aren't there. But to be fair, it's more fun this way. Like you're not getting always the same stuff. Um I said to said to the two of you the other night in the message, it's like, I'm sure some butthead out there on social media is going to be like, this is a stupid thing. It's like, great. Well, I'm sorry that my hours of work doesn't please you. Move along. Like, I don't care. Right. You know, but if you are listening and you want to participate every day. So, again, we'll be doing this both on Facebook and Twitter. Um, so every single day, Monday through Friday for the next few weeks. Um, starting this coming Monday, uh, you just simply vote for your character. And I really encourage people to, to share this, right? Like share it on your Facebook, retweet it on, um, you know, really get the word out there. Please use the hashtag. Um, uh, this is madness TWL. That is the hashtag <laughs> we're using for this. So please, you know, spread the word. Like I, I love this tournament. I loved when Star Wars.com did it. Um, it'll definitely be very different this year. And I also understand, right? Like there are a lot of people that haven't watched resistance or rebels or even clone wars. So obviously some mm-hmm. characters, you know, maybe more average. I don't want to say like more average fans, if that's something less than, but some fans who maybe don't love all aspects of star or, you know, haven't seen all aspects of Star Wars, may not know some of these characters, and that's fine too. But I wanted to give love to all of Star Wars as it exists now, um, and uh, I don't. I'm really excited about it. So yeah, look for that. Yeah. Look for that um, bracket is going to go out Friday morning. Um, so you have the whole weekend. Like I encourage you, print it off. Like make your predictions. <laughs> have fun with it. Like you know, March Madness basketball couldn't care less about. Um, but this, I bleed for it. So oh I, I, I will I will put together my bracket and and I think I think all three of us should put together a bracket and we could post yes. that. Yes. Um, yes, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna print mine out and fill out my bracket in like marker and then I'm gonna pin it to my fridge. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes, and I encourage yeah again if if you do that if you print one off with your predictions um, or even just do it digitally right like if you if you save the file and just type them in digitally. I encourage you, like, share that. Use that hashtag. Share it. Add us on Twitter. Add us on Facebook. Like, gosh, yeah, I'd love to see everybody. I'd love to see people's predictions. Like, have fun. Yes, Yes. that's all this is meant to be is fun. (laughs) Fun, exactly. Like Carl, when you were saying, oh, somebody might be might think this is stupid, and I just start laughing because I'm like, I mean, it's imaginary Star Wars (laughs) fights. Okay, like if somebody gets that upset about it, that's right. I think that's more on them than you, Carl. Right, that is so true. their and life sounds a lot more mad- miserable. <laughs> yeah, and of course, this is madness. Usually devolves into popularity contests rather oh, than right matchup anyway. So this yeah. this is more of like you know who who do you pick right yeah, rather than like Darth Vader actually- is obviously going to beat like half of 
almost all the people in that category, right? Like everybody except Hot Callus. Hot Callus wins. Oh, Hot Callus. <laughs> oh, great. So, um, one other last piece of uh, info for all of you. Um, obviously, we've been doing the Empire Strikes Back radio drama. After tonight's episode, we're we're in the last episode of the Empire Strikes Back radio drama. So, episode ten is the last of the Empire Strikes Back run, and it's called Clash of Lightsabers. So the radio dramas will be coming to an end. We are going to play Return of the Jedi after celebrations over. We'll we'll get back into the radio dramas at the end of the episodes. We're also going to hit pause on doing matchups until the end of the tournament because, hello, you've got one every day for the next few weeks. (laughs) Um, We are going to do a poll at the end of this episode. We have another poll for you before celebration as well. But um, the the matchup stuff is going to hit pause because we're about to have a lot of fun with matchups. There are 32 (laughs) characters. It is going to be a good time. It is so, going to be fantastic. So, again, please have fun. Um, please and do. share it. So, um, resistance, resistance. I. What you know? Season Should one. We start with general thoughts. Yeah, season one is done. Um, what are you? What are you both thinking? What What's on your mind, Katie? Right now, just generally. Now that you've you've soaked in all of season one of this show, what are your thoughts? So you hated it. <laughs> yeah, I hated it. Obviously. <laughs> You're a fool, Carl. I, is, this too bold? is it too bold to say that this is the strongest season one we've ever had? Mm. Like for an animated Star Wars? I think it might be. This might be stronger and more cohesive mm. than than Rebels season one or Clone Wars season one. I mean, because I feel like both those shows didn't hit their stride until for Clone Wars season three. I think that's when they hit this, you know, when they really got going. Sure. And, and for Rebels, yeah, end of season two for me is when they start cooking with oil, obviously. Because <laughs> at the end of season two is when they throw Maul into the mix. And I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> now we, now we got a show. <laughs> But I feel like this season one, like it was, I was here, I was so incredibly here for all of it. And it felt very tight. I mean, obviously there were some episodes that were more quote unquote important than other episodes. Um, but it, it all felt. Evo was obviously the most. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but all of it came together, I think, to tell one coherent story across the season. And, and even those, you know, the episode like Bebo, the one you just dropped, that gave us a, a good look at, at Niku, mm. you know, and I'm just I'm so glad that we have resistance. I'm glad it's here. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Season yeah. one was excellent in my book. Yeah. Yeah. I I think definitely it's more cohesive and a really good start. Um better than Clone Wars season one, although there's some episodes from Clone Wars season one that I absolutely adore. <laughs> um Rebels season one is tough to beat, though, because I I think Carl has mentioned this before, is that there's everything ties together so tightly um, that and and of course, it's easier for them to do that because there are only 13 episodes Mm -hmm. for Rebels season one. We had 22 for Mm -hmm. Resistance. Mm -hmm. So um, but that being said, I'm really enjoying this show. And I think a lot of it is because going into it, I had no expectations. I was like, I was like, I think this is just it's going to be Star Wars. I'll watch it because I need to keep up with it. And I think there might be some fun stuff in here. But I literally 
had no expectations. I had no expectations for it to be great. I had no expectations for it to be terrible. I just didn't have expectations going into this at all. And when you when that happened, and especially the second half, as they started ramping things together and pulling all the threads together to the, the ending point of this season, um, it really, really got good. And I think the other important thing about this show is that it is so crucial to developing the outer rim portions of the the galaxy during the lead up to the force awakens Mm. um we we get a glimpse at what the first order has been doing in secret uh and and where the resistance is in terms of their relationship to the republic and in terms of their complete lack of actual resources uh, mm. to do anything when things get rough. So um, it, it was a very fascinating way to, to set the stage for the sequel trilogy. So if you're enjoying the sequel trilogy or want to know more about it, you should be watching Resistance because it <laughs> gives a nice look at kind of where the galaxy is at this point in time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick, which is perfect because neither of you have done this yet. Spoiler alert! Um, oh, like, as oh, we get, is, yeah, no, no, neither of you said anything that was incredibly spoilery. Um, but I've, right, moving forward as we get more into the discussion, obviously, spoiler alert! Like we will delve into specific plot points. So if you've not watched it and you don't want to be spoiled, you may not want to um, listen to this episode. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but no, I agree with both of you. I mean, uh, it, I. I will say that I, th- I, I'm with you, obviously, Jason. Like, I think Rebels was definitely the season one of Rebels was perfect to me. There was one episode I didn't care for, but the rest of it was perfect. Um, and it, and it, I like that it was shorter. Um, it was able to tell a really tight, con- concise story. And what's interesting for me is Rebels started to come undone to me as it continued. I, I became oh. less and less interested as the story progressed. Um, whereas Clone Wars definitely hit its stride, like you said, Katie, in three, and it just goes all out from there forward. I feel like this has been great. Resistance season one, and and for all, all of the reasons you said, Jason, like I had no expectations, um, and as a result, I guess you would say if if I had expectations, they were super low, um, <laughs> and and that was true with Solo. The last two Star Wars projects have been like just totally came out of nowhere and have blown me away with how much fun they were, and how yeah, much they right. have to offer, um, and uh, yeah, you know, having such low expectations. Um, and it allowed me to just really appreciate it for what it is and then really sink my teeth into it. And I think they've told a really good, concise story. Um, and I'll probably get into a little bit of this specifically more later, but it does my favorite thing that Star Wars always does, which is essentially it tells the story of a family coming together. Right. Um, and you know, rebels did that, uh, clone wars even kind of did that with the clones, right? Like they find family among each other. Um, I mean, they're all brother. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and I feel like resistance is due. The sequel trilogy has done that. The old, the, you know, the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy has the least of it because it's where everything goes bad. But, uh, resistance is so good because it's again, this, this age old story of star Wars of a family being formed, um, and 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 all the good things that come from that and it's just been wildly fun um and i was actually talking to a, a student about it yesterday the, the, her name's emily she's the president of our star wars club on campus 
And she and I were talking about how incredibly well Resistance has done a great job of balancing being a kid's show yet also giving us really adult topics um, mm. but never making it feel dark, right, um, mm-hmm. or, or too heavy. Now, granted, they may go that way. I don't know. Um, but even you know some of these – these really weighty things, it still was always wrapped in this kid friendly package. And I yeah. say that with respect, not as a way of diminishing it. Um, but they've, they've done a great job of, of really just knowing their own identity. Right. Um, which yeah. I think says a lot about what all of us agree on that is how well this thing hit its stride in its first season. It really mm-hmm. had a strong sense of what this show wanted to be. Whereas I think rebels and clone wars both figured that out as it went along. Um, mm. resistance really does seem like it knew what it wanted to be and immediately was that and never shied away from what it was, which is being a fun kid show with a lot to offer. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I've, I've loved it. And there, there, you know, there've been a few episodes where I was like, okay, whatever. Um, but overall, like it's just, it's just, you know, been incredible. Yeah. So I've watched more resistance episodes. Uh, like I've gone back and watched some resistance episodes on repeat, Way more than I ever did with Rebels. I rarely mm. did that with Rebels. Clone Wars, I've done a ton of that because I just, I just think Clone Wars <laughs> is so amazing. But um, Resistance, like, there's been a few episodes since the season break that I've rewatched. I watched that first episode, like the 41, 40 minute one. I've watched that probably five times. Like, I love it. Yeah. So it's real good. It's yeah. real good. So, yeah. I, one other thing I want to mention before we start getting to specifics is the design of this show. Yeah. I love the animation style and the design of this thing. It's really unique. I have never seen anything else like it. Um, and And I don't know if it's just I'm paying more attention to it, but it seems like it got better. As the season went. And I don't know if that's just the the animators finding their stride with it or if it's just I'm noticing the details as I spend more time with it. I don't don't know what what that was. Um, Like as as an animation buff, there are definitely some episodes that have more money behind them than others. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just. Yes. Yes. It, and if if uh, if even you know, uh, Jason, I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but yeah, if even you're noticing, you know, with a you know casual eye, that you're just like, oh, you know, this kind of looks better. <laughs> yeah. The um, yeah, the shadows are definitely better on the finale. You know, you could and the facial expressions were were like tighter and more. Uh, you know, I don't know. It seemed like they put more care into that finale. Uh, that and that usually just comes down to uh, you know time and budget. Mm. You know, uh, yeah. so yeah, I feel like yeah for the finale they really wanted things to uh, you know to pop, and and it and you definitely notice yeah yeah. And I think that you could you know conceivably extend the finale out to be like the last four or five episodes of the season. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Did you have anything you wanted to weigh in on the the style, Carl? No, I'm just in complete agreement. I you know I remember when I saw the the tr- the first trailer, which is the only one I even watched. I was like, eh, this doesn't look like it's going to be for me, but that's fine. And I don't really like the style of the animation. But literally that first episode, that very first shot, which to me will be iconic. It's an iconic Star Wars shot. Again, like it. it oh, what a yeah. great way to bring in. Just like Rebels first, you know, like that great shot of Ezra up on that tower, the Star Destroyer mm-hmm. coming over him. 
Um, I don't remember the opening shot of Clone Wars, so I got nothing to say there. But um, me neither. Oh no! The, um, so let's see here. It's, it's, it started oh. with the with like a montage. You know, oh right, um, yeah, probably, yeah. Well, which yeah. is what it was. War across the galaxy. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like it's a really cool, iconic shot of like this this planet, and then this X wing rising up into it. Right, like it's it was really, mm-hmm. really, really great. Um, yeah. and uh, the ships yeah. look fantastic. Yes. yes. Yeah. I mean the the the, the dogfight at the end of the finale was awesome yes like oh that's I, what i've been like waiting for yes. with with the flying in this yes. series in this season i was waiting for something exactly like that like oh, i so. i really want to buy a fireball at, like toy like i want that i want that three and three yes. quarter inch and also hello make a freaking niku um oh. <laughs> come on <laughs> we need a niku yes they didn't make niku i swear Not yet. i think they nope. did they made yeah they made kaz and they made sonara and they made poe they didn't they've, make me yet. Yeah, they've, they've got uh, they've got Jarek. They've got Tam. Uh, no, they haven't made Tam yet. Actually. Tora, Tora. Tora. They've made Tora, but yeah. yeah, no Tam. Still no Captain Doza. Still no Niku. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. We Niku. want the you Niku. Niku would be the first thing they make. Yes. <laughs> come on. We need Blowfish one. Oh, um, Blowfish two. Oh, he's Blowfish two. What's <laughs> He'd be so disappointed in me. Kaz is Blowfish you know, like, one. That's the thing. I have I have Blowfish one. How am I supposed to play with him if I don't have Blowfish 2? <laughs> I need a complete set. We, yeah, we, right? <laughs> oh, oh, my man. gosh. Let's oh, talk about Kaz. Can yeah. we? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, let's do it. You know let's... what kind of catches me by surprise sometimes? I have to remind myself that Kaz is actually the oldest animated protagonist we've had. He's supposed to be, like, 20, you know? Oh, and, yeah, like and 1920. 1920. Well, yeah, because he's... um. You know he's in a you know military academy, right, so he true. has to be you know he yeah, has to be at least, least. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, and but he he doesn't act like it at first. Nope. I feel like Ezra and Ahsoka even at the start were kind of more mature than Kaz. Yes, you know um, I don't know, know they're younger exactly. Yeah, they were both like fourteen at the start of their shows. Um, but I think maybe maybe they just had to be. They both came mm-hmm. from you know much tougher times than yeah. what you know than what Kaz has known. You know, Kaz Kaz has grown up in an era of peace. You know, the Empire's gone. His he father's an era his father's peace. senator uh, on the capital planet, right? Like yeah, 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 yeah. They live on the capital planet. His dad's a senator. Uh, dad probably was able to just drop a bucket of money and say, "Here's your tuition for military academy." Yep, have, you know, yep. have fun. <laughs> Um, Ugh. you know, like at the same time, though, I, I feel like he has matured, but he didn't have to go through that that kind of spoiled rich kid arc, which I was mm. really dreading. I was really dreading him being all like, "Ew, why is it so dirty here? Uh, how come the food's not good? You know, that's what you would kind of expect from a rich kid, you yeah. know, arc in that, a young kid's TV that show. Got it, beat out of him six oh, weeks into the Academy. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. But I think also, yeah. but speaking to that point, Katie, I think it's also a testament, again, mm-hmm. to the kind of iconic character he is in the sense of, you know, he's he's just like Ray, He's just yeah. like a young Luke. He's just like all those idealistic young characters who just want something more, right? So, like, when we meet Kaz, like, he's been invited into being uh, this elite agent in the resistance, like... Mm-hmm. And he sees this as like kind of a window into this heroic way of being. And in mm. some ways, like, you know, 
the only thing he ever like when we ever see him complain about things, it's not it's not those things that you right like you would expect yeah. like, the spoiled rich kid to complain about. What he complains about is when he just feels like his time's being wasted. He's not fulfilling his purpose as being this resistant spy. His um, dad doesn't listen to him. First episode, right. you know, his well, dad doesn't care what he wants. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. And like, and what I love about Kaz, and he actually, he reminds me of a lot of wonderful people in my life too, actually. Like even some of the students that I get to work with where they have yeah. this sensibility where they're just capable of like – being really excited about what they're going after and mm-hmm. just keeping that kind of laser focus on that and, uh, you know, yeah. not complaining. <laughs> um, yeah. Like he's willing to put in the work, right? You know, yeah, at every exactly. moment he's willing to put in the work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, at the really same cool. time, you know, his goofy klutziness, um, that is, you know, trademark Kazuto Ziono uh, <laughs> is on full display, which almost makes him too obvious to be a spy um, when when the First Order first shows up. You know, it's like, you know, why would it be that kid? He's obviously a klutz. Yeah. You know, um, you know uh, hiding in plain sight kind of a thing. He's just too obvious for his mission to be guessed at. Um, which I think is hilarious. Um <laughs> And it's it's funny that we've got two really goofy characters um, leading this family here. You know, that are you know as two primary characters in this family. Kaz, who obviously you know wants to be more, wants to be this hero, and then of course Niku. Um, yeah, but <laughs> precious the, Niku. The, uh, Niku but is, would, yeah, but the thing I would say with Niku is I I don't consider him goofy. Um, he's funny. Because of just who he is, but I don't think he is like he's not a goofball, right? Um, the thing that I also really love about Niku is, um, well, geez, there's so many things, but uh, (laughs) but there's just like that inherent goodness to him, right? One of the most consistent things we see from Niku, specifically in the first half of the season, is how quickly he's willing to pay for people's meals. Right, yeah. Kaz. Like Kaz isn't making a lot of money. He's not very good at what he's doing. He's not a mechanic, <laughs> so he's often like going without. And again, Katie, like to speak to your point, you never hear him complain. Like, well, gee, I'm not used. To, like, he's not like, oh, I'm not used to this. Ho hum, he. He's just like, yeah. oh, nuts. Like, I, I've got no money. I can't buy any food. So Niku just offers it up. Right, those strangers, like that they they bump into, like the kids that they bump into. They don't even know him, but Niku immediately buys them a meal. Like Niku is just so inherently good. Yes. Like, you know who I feel like Niku would make a great pair with? And we would just... You ready for this, Katie? Is it Jar Jar Binks? Nope. Oh, who? Rose. Oh, my God! Like, Rose, Tico, <laughs> and Nico, they would be such a dynamic duo, right? They would just, like... If it had been Rose and Niku going to Canto Bite, they would have they found the code breaker in, like, two minutes. And had him back on, you know, back to the fleet. Yep. <laughs> it was like half an hour. It would not have taken long. Oh my god. So oh, that's so pure. Oh my gosh. I feel yeah. like Niku and Rose. If you put them in the same room, they would just solve the galaxy's problems. <laughs> <It would> just... 
Right. Well, and, oh, and Niku God. is like they would start a charity fund. And, yes! Yeah. Well, Niku is also incredibly intelligent, right? Like mm-hmm. he is a right. brilliant engineer, and and speaking to his like relationship with the engineers, right? That's what the turtle people are called. Are they called yeah. the shelf? The shelf. Shelf. Yes. Thank you. Not the turtle people. Um, <laughs> yes. But right, like they are literally the ones who are. They're they're the unseen worker, right? Yeah. Um, keeping keeping, keeping uh, the colossus afloat. Yeah, and nobody pays any attention to them, but Niku sure as heck does, right? Oh yeah, and 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 obviously, how important is that relationship he has with them? And the thing about Niku is his his radical sense of welcome and and joyfulness and kindness rubs off on all the other characters that get close to him. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. um, there is. Yeah, there. I, I, I think Niku is one of the best Star Wars characters. Best Star Wars characters. I'm going to say that right now, and I'm talking films and everything. Niku is one of the best Star Wars characters I think we've ever seen. Yeah. I love him. He is definitely one of the most pure, good-hearted characters we've ever seen. Right. Um, you got to get Niku, Jar Jar, Rose, yes, all in a room together. Oh, <laughs> and then just. I mean, obviously, you want to take out all like breakable material. Um, oh my gosh! But <laughs> <laughs> they just can't you just see it, Rosie, and all like that's how we're gonna win, not fighting what we hate, saying what we love, and then you know, Jar Jar is all like, yeah, Jar Jar is all like, oh, we still got a bad <laughs> I love this. This is so great. <laughs> Where's lunch? Where's lunch? Oh, yeah. he loves to eat. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, and, and there's something. Oh gosh, Niku too. Like uh, this is turning into a Nico heavy episode, and that's fine. I'm sorry, about it at all. no regrets. No. Ni- right that that episode that you mentioned, Jason. Um, Bebo, Bebo, right? Bebo. Um, his pet, and you know, I remember that was was that the first episode back after the break, if I'm remembering correctly. Maybe I think it was. Yeah. And I remember been. hearing that, and I was like, uh, "Sounds like one of the th- like, you know." To me, I was like, oh, "It sounds like maybe a throwaway episode." Blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then when I watched it, I was like, "This is not a throwaway episode." And, <laughs> and like, it's what we we also learn a lot about Niku in that experience of like his desire to really have like this intimate companion. No, Bibo Bibo loved him, so he yeah. thought, and he loves Bibo, and and even his excitement when Kaz calls him buddy. You know, yeah. he's like, that's yeah. a term of endearment in many cultures, you know. <laughs> that is a term of endearment in many cultures. <laughs> so good. Like, Nick, in, and my, like, my guess is that, like, Niku, again, the kind of character he is in the same vein as kind of like a Jar Jar mm. is probably most people just cast him aside. They see him as a simpleton and just like, okay, sure, whatever, Niku. But then you get Kaz who takes him seriously. The shell folk take him seriously. Right. Um, and kids. kids take him seriously. Right. Like mm-hmm. he immediately, you know, that that longing for companionship, that's kind of, you know, encapsulated in that Bibu experience. He's getting that now. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he's really finding that. And um, I just think that's so beautiful. Um, yeah. He's such a good character. Yeah. I. Katie, Katie, I got to know your thoughts on your season look back at Tam. Oh, yeah. Tam. I just, just leave, go on without me. Leave me. I can't go any further. <laughs> I just need to lay down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tam is so, 
it's such a good arc and it's a mm. arc that I'm glad we're getting in Star Wars. Yeah. Where you know that she, Tam is profoundly good, mm. you know, and and she has, you know, such clarity. She knows what she wants. But it's our own heroes that are holding her back. You know what I mean? Mm. Our, you know, Ka- you know that Kaz and Yeager would never hurt her. But then at the same time, they never trust her. There are multiple times over this season where she asks them point blank, what's going on? <coughs> and they don't, they don't show her the respect of telling her what's going on. They say, you wouldn't understand. You know, that, oh my gosh. The fact, yeah, the fact that they tell her, oh, you just, you wouldn't understand, you know, not trusting her to mm-hmm. understand, you know, what, what about this situation? Do you, do you not think, you know, she, they had, if they had shown any faith in her, any trust, you know, which is, which is the heart of love, isn't it? You know, trust, then, then everything could have been different, but because they didn't do that, she wasn't able to make steps back towards them when they were like, well, now we're being honest with you now, you know, don't, don't go with them. They're the ones that are lying. You know, how, how is she able to trust that when they didn't give her any, you know? So I, I completely understand why she went with the first order and I'm super excited to see where her arc goes. And it's, it's one of those stories that, that is so understandable. What makes it so tragic is how understandable it is. You know, yeah. you just, you, you, you understand why she's making this choice and your heart breaks for her, but, but you're also like kind of what choice did she have? Right. You know, oh, it's tough. It's, yeah. oh, Tam. Well, and, oh, Tam. And, and that was what, yeah. I was, you know, that's what, again, her character is really mm-hmm. kind of the essence of this kind of mm-hmm. adult stuff going on mm-hmm. in a kid's show, mm-hmm. you know, um, a lot of you know, I've seen some things on Twitter where people are like, "Oh, Tam is you know, she's just a traitor." Blah blah blah. No, like, no mm-hmm. she's not. Yeah. Not in the least. You yeah. know, um, I love Tam's character. Um, I, I'm going to take a quote from Get This Solo. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I'm shocked. It's, it's this. It's this great line that ends the opening crawl where it says, "He, you know, he longs to fly among the stars." That's Tam yeah. too. That's Tam's yeah. desire, right? Like she wants to be. The fire, but she wants to be an ace. She wants to be this great pilot as well. And then this nobody shows up and immediately just starts kind of taking over as the pilot of the fireball, even though Yeager's kind of promised this to her, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of a slap in the face to her. And oh, again, 100%. Like, like you said, Kitty, I mean, that's, that's obviously not the intention by either Yeager or Kaz, but that's okay. Like, I, I mean, it's not okay. That's <laughs> while it's not their intention, it's still what they're doing. And yeah. they're kind of foolish for not seeing that. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, she, you know, they've done a great job of, you know, whenever the first order starts showing up, right. Of showing that like Tam kind of believes in them, right. She thinks that they are yeah. this force for, for order and goodness. And like, that's not a bad thing. And <laughs> she immediately gets to meet a face to face first order person right it's not just a it's not a frowny yes. frowny face I love, by yeah. the way love that love that they're called frowny faces <laughs> like yes. bucket heads from rebels right um and you know agent tyranny shows up by the way again, speaking of the animation point i love the scar agent tyranny has yeah i want to learn more about her um and like 
what's interesting to me about Agent Tierney, and this is also something kind of new with the the villains of Star Wars, and I think Krennic was one of the first ones to do this, where he was a very human villain, um, in the sense of he's like this blue collar dude. Um, but now you've got Tierney, who I don't think she's just trying to sell something to Tam. I think she genuinely believes in the First Order herself, right? And she has this face-to-face contact with Tam. She's telling her the truth. Like, Kaz is certainly not some poor boy. He grew yeah. up on Hosni and Prime. His father's a senator. He's been loaded his whole life. You know, they're lying to you. Um, Yeager is working for the resistance. They're lying to you, right? Yeah. She's telling her the truth. Um, and she's, she's offering her her dreams, right? And um, and she's offering it to her in this very human way. And I think Tam's journey is also an incredibly intelligent way of showing us how radicalization works yeah. in the sense of, and like the first order, we learn how radical they are so much in this season. And, you know, they take good people with good intentions and just twist that just enough mm. to make it something dangerous. And yeah. that's what the first order is, right? Like, it's it's got this promise. We're going to come here. We're going to protect you. That's all we want. Sure, Doza, you're in control. We're just here to help. <laughs> but slowly, they just start to to corrupt that. And Tam, to me, is this perfect embodiment of of someone who's a good, hardworking person trying to make their dreams come true. Is not handed anything, yeah. and is keep and has now been continually passed over. And you get this kind of corruptible force coming in and saying, try this. So it's corrupting something that's inherently good. And I think that's how radicalization works, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what Hitler did. Um, You know, that's what uh, lots of radical leaders do is they take good people and twist them just enough. Say, nope, this will be a little bit better actually. Um, And they they lie. They're lying right to you. So now now the question is, is will do we think that Tam will come to the realization of what the first order is on her own? Um, You know, now that she's away from Yeager and Kaz and all that, or are they going to have to come back for her before she realizes and and have them tell her what happened to Hosni and Prime and all that before she realizes what's going on. Yeah, I think mm. I think she I think she'll realize it on her own because it 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 has to be her choice. You know, she yeah. chose to go with the first order and I need to see her choose to leave it. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um I uh I wonder the story it's so smart because the the tale of, you know, uh, Tam, who's you know working to put together the fireball, and you know she's working at it, she's working at it, and you're just like, yeah, you get it up and running, it's all yours. But then Kaz comes in, and all of a sudden, Yeager's like, no, actually, we're gonna let him fly it. You know, we're just yeah. we're gonna give it to him. Yeah. And then the the final blow is like, actually, this kid is super rich and could have anything he wanted, and he chose to come here and take what Yeager promised to you. You know what I mean? That is heartbreaking. You know, like uh, that, that would mess with anybody, yeah. you know, when, when you have nothing and you're working so hard and this rich kid comes in, you know, that Kaz could just go buy his own ship, theoretically, yeah, right. you know what I mean, from Tam's point of view. But instead he came and, and took what she was working so hard for that it's so smart. 
And I wonder if, you know, Kaz's, you know, money, if that's going to keep being like a, a thing in like season two, because we talk about how like, you know, the, the resistance needs money. I wonder if like maybe Kaz has an inheritance now or something, right? you know, or was that like, blown away on Hosnian prime? Too, that right? too. Who knows? Yeah. Like where, where are the banking clans of the sequel trilogy? Where are right. they now? The <laughs> banking clan yes. will sign your treaty. Oh my gosh. Who knows? And you know, is that going to be a thing? Is that going to keep being a thing with Tam? Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. It's, oh my gosh. I feel I like know. at least, right. Yeah. Like you said, mm-hmm. it, it has to be her decision to leave. Yes. I, um, but I and I do, but I do think like initially, like they're gonna whisk her off into like the flight academy. She's gonna be having a right. a great time, right? She's gonna be in these fancy, you know, up to date mm-hmm. spaceships that she gets to fly around and having a great time. And I feel like she'll be sheltered, right? And and that's we know that the first order is all sorts of manipulation and propaganda and rewiring, right? You know, uh, Finn's supposed to be reprocessed or whatever, right? In Force Awakens. Um, what so are they, are they going to do that? Are they going to do that to, to Tam? Are they going to, you know, I, I know Agent Tierney has taken sort of a special interest in her. Yeah. Does that mean that she's not going to be reprogrammed? Um, or oh, yeah. She's going to get a brain scrape. Right. Yeah. Oh, wash or that get, image out of my mind. Brain scrape. Get, yeah, are they going to try and, and, and brainwash her like uh, all the rest, you know? Oh, no. Or now that Starkiller Base is gone, will they even be able to? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, so. That's hard. That breaks my heart. I hope I hope there's no brainwashing and I hope it's just, you know, because that's even more heartbreaking is if, you know, she, Tam, believes in the First Order just, you know, from being there and being treated well and, you know, given all these opportunities that she didn't have with Yeager. And then she makes the choice to walk away on her own. I ho- I just I hope Tam's agency stays Tam's agency, if you know what I mean, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh. But ever since man, ever since they introduced the phrase "brain scrape" into <sighs> into canon, I, I'm just like I don't want that. That sounds <laughs> ugh. Bleh. Sounds pretty oh, terrible. You know what? I really wanted to talk about a moment that like. It really got me. It got me like crying. It just, it did. That's just the fact is when, um, uh, Kaz calls out to Leia for help and she responds that she has nothing to send him, Mm. but she says, but you are the resistance. So our strength is with you that that's really good. That's really powerful. And, you know, just this idea that even though she can't send anything material to him, he is part of the resistance, which means that, the strength of the resistance is with him. Mm. You know, he's part of what makes the resistance strong. So, you know, and that's a, such a Star Wars concept, you know, this idea, this, you know, this unseen force, you know, yeah. that uplifts all of us that I, I don't know. I really liked it. It really touched me in the right way in that, mm. in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I love that moment. Cause oh, you know, we yeah. are the resistance now. Right. Yeah, and and it's one thing for Leia to say that to you know Kaz, and it's another thing for Kaz to be like, okay, yes, yeah, and and stand up and act on that because he could have been like, they're not coming, we're on, yeah, you know, oh yeah, you know, and he could have easily have done that, right? Mm -hmm. But he chooses not to, right? He chooses Mm -hmm. to let those be words that empower him. Um, Yes. 
And and then what I love about that too is he says, you know, we're going to stop the first order and we're going to start by rescuing our friends and then stopping them, right? Like he has this this plan and th- again, to me this is like so Star Wars. It's like, all right, yeah. I'm going to get my family together now. We're going to get mm-hmm. ourselves put back together and then we'll figure this out together. Oh, we're right? going to launch our house into space. Yep. Let's, let's go. Let's <laughs> do it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And <laughs> who the hell? I mean, when the freaking Colossus took off out of the water, I was like, oh, that is the coolest it so thing. Cool. It was so cool. And but I but I love that like Kaz again, like to me this is just so pure Star Wars. Um makes this commitment to like I'm gonna rescue my friends. I mean, this is Luke and mm-hmm. strolling into Jabba's palace with his friends and family. Yep. Right? Yeah. Right? And and that's and then we literally see him do that in the finale, right? He 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 frees Yeager and Captain Doza and this family's reunited. Like, yes, they lose someone in the process, they lose Tam because of some of their bad decisions, right? Um and yeah. but still we see them succeed. And to me, like that is Star Wars when people work together. This this that concept of found family, which is so huge in Star Wars. Um they they work together and we see what they're capable of by working together. Like nothing says Star Wars quite like that to me. Um and, and so I love that we see Kaz do that. Yeah. No, it's it's good. It's good stuff. Um was anyone else, by show of hands, anyone else worried for Yeager's life during the finale episodes? Oh, one, oh my gosh, yeah. I Because uh, he waved every conceivable death flag where he's just all like, yep, I'm the Obi-Wan Kenobi of this yeah, right? <laughs> of this platform. Let let's <laughs> let myself get taken capture, you know, taken captive yeah. to protect oh the other ones, you know. Uh. And I'm like, well, yeah, it was uh, either going to be him or Doza. I was just like, I was uh, which one is it going to be? Maybe both. I don't uh, And then they weren't. They, and then they, they weren't. Did, they were fine. <laughs> then they weren't and then the the aces took off and we got the dog fight going on. I'm like and now I'm anxious because I don't want any of the aces to die. And I'm like, someone's going to yeah. bite it. Someone right. has to bite it, right? Good old, um, good old Aunt Z shows up. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh, so when, she, when she jumped on Hype Faison and kissed him. Yes. <laughs> I, love the so fact that, I love the fact that, you know, Hype opens up the, the main door of their, their shuttle craft. He's like, hey, it's us. We're back. And she just pops out of the top yep. like like some sort of like pirate captain or something <laughs> and then just grabs the blaster cannon as the tie fighters swoop in i'm like that aunt z yeah my hero she's everything uh and real quick speaking of pirate ships um i love the design <laughs> of the actual pirate ship in this show like yeah. the fact that it looks oh, like, like a flying sails? pirate ship yeah yeah. But there's another great character, right? Sonara. Sonara. Sonara, yep. again, she's in a way, and I don't want to, she's not a copy of Callus, but a, a similar character trope of, you know, being around something her whole life and assuming that to be what's normal, right? And to be what's just natural and good. Mm-hmm. And then spending this time around Kaz and Niku and, and seeing this dynamic. And Tam. Uh, and Tam. Yeah. And, um, and uh, also uh, Tora, right? Like inviting them into yeah. her place to play that video game and <laughs> like experiencing true camaraderie, right? Yeah. And and the power of that kind of love and how that infiltrates her own heart 
and mm-hmm. brings her back and, and rallies the entire pirate troops around them. Now, granted, the pirates and their commanders, right, they're also pissed at the First Order for screwing them over. Yeah. So no oh, yeah. doubt yeah. when, when they've got a chance to take a swing, they're gonna. Um, <laughs> oh, but yeah. again, like, this this is Star Wars, right? It's it's the rabble, it's the forgottens, it's the criminals, you know, yeah. it's it's these people that come together to stand up against the forces of oppression. Um like that's Star Wars, you know. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Um and it's so cool that like Sonara is someone who, you know, the, the joy of Niku, the friendship of of Tam and Kaz and Tora all of that just like it just seeps into her heart and when she leaves she leaves knowing that there's something more mm-hmm. um and immediately when she gets the chance springs into action um mm-hmm. and i i just i love that i love that so much yeah yeah her arc was very worthwhile in my opinion yeah it's a, uh, that sounds like i'm undercutting it i don't know i don't know how to express it was rewarding that's it that's it was rewarding. It was, yeah. Yeah, it's it a good arc. And it's, I, I gotta say, it's just funny to to uh, listen to um, Kragen uh, talk because it's the same voice actor that did um, Riff Tamsin from the uh, Clone Wars uh, Mon Calamari arc. Oh, mm. And it's the same voice. Nice. It, I mean, he, that, that's like, I guess, his, his nefarious bad guy voice. But um, <laughs> so sometimes he says something. I'm like, that's not Craig and that's Riff Tamsin. Oh, oh never mind. Um, but yeah, the, the, the shark guy. Um, for anyone who's like, I don't know the name. Uh, it's the, yeah, it's the shark guy from the Mon Calamari arc in Clone Wars. But yeah, it's the same guy uh, doing pretty much the same voice. But yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, a bit of trivia. Yeah. Um, Before we wrap up, talk to me about Poe Dameron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sorry. You mean Poe Hot Dameron? Poe Hot Dameron. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Oscar Isaac did a fantastic, fantastic yeah. job. Yeah. His like his voice acting's on point. You know, not not every actor can can also bring a vocal performance. Mm. You know, to animation. Um, not every actor can make that leap, and I thought he was great. And I loved seeing Poe just sprinkled throughout throughout this uh, this season. Yes. And, uh, and oh, and like the exchange of BB units, yes. you know, um, yeah. from you know, between him and Kaz, it yeah. really did feel like a passing of the torch in a way. Yes. Like I don't know, it was really cool. It was it was also rewarding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was watching a bunch of the uh, Resistance Rewind. Uh, mm-hmm. episodes today um that's their their behind the scenes uh little one minute you know yeah. videos yep. they have on starwars.com for anyone who's interested uh and they had one where they were talking about oscar isaacs coming back to reprise his role as poe dameron um he was not interviewed but the the crew and everyone were talking about it and they said every time he comes into the studio he'd give his first take and be like, oh, yeah, that's really good. That's the one. And then he'd do the next take and be like, <laughs> oh, no, that's the one. <laughs> or wait, now we have to pick one. You know, so yeah. it was like he was so enthusiastic and so gung-ho to come back as Poe Dameron for the, the series that um, they were just 
they were so happy to have him there and he delivered every time he came into the studio. So he, he sounds like he's having fun in every Poe episode. Oh, yeah. He sounds like he's having a great time. Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh, yes. Do you think we'll see Poe in season two of Resistance or do you think we're, we're now firmly broken away from from Leia and Poe and, and all of that side of Resistance? You know, the fact that like the Colossus is heading somewhere other than to um, Dakar. Right. You know, it's, it's about to be do you like think lost that's, in space. We don't know where we're going. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that's our signal? You know, and then Leia being all like, you, "You're part of the resistance, but you know, we can't send anything to you." Do you think that's our signal that that they're their own separate thing now, or do you think there's going to be more crossover in season two? Give me your give me your predictions. I think for a while they'll be on their own, but I think mm-hmm. they'll be trying to find their way back either to some sort of known space. Um, or to find a way to reconnect with the Resistance. None of that will happen until post-Last Jedi time frame, so mm-hmm. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if we might end up seeing you know, Finn and Rey show up, um, mm-hmm. as well as Poe Dameron at some point um, in the series. But I think, I think we're going to have a, reuni- uh, a reunion mm-hmm. with the Resistance with Poe, um, because the show is called Resistance. Okay, you know? yeah. Uh, so, uh, and I think the, the mission of the Colossus is completely transformed after the, you know, the events that happen Mm -hmm. at the end of the season. So it is no longer going to be just, you know, we're all along for the ride, living our lives on this, (laughs) you know, this refueling station, essentially. Yeah. Uh, it's... everyone now has a new purpose mm-hmm. um and whether or not that means the colossus continues along with everyone um when they reunite with the resistance or not i'm not sure mm-hmm. but uh because there are still people that just are trying to live their everyday lives you yeah. know um and there's the guy who he, he still needs to get his freaking uh floor waxer back um <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. What is it? He doesn't actually have a name. They just have the species name. He needs a name. He does. What the heck is the species though? I can't remember. I don't remember. Otopi or something. Ah. Uh, That sounds kind of right. Something with Uh, an O. Um. Gosh, he needs a name though. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe they'll give him one in season two. Maybe his name is actually just Blowfish. (laughs) Yeah. Hi, my name's Blowfish. He's, he's Blowfish Zero. Like, yeah, he's the he's the OG Blowfish. OG Blowfish. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh, Bull- Carl, what what do you think? Yeah, so. do you think they'll be setting up episode nine at all? If I guess yeah, if it takes place after Last Jedi, huh? That would be a trip. I don't know. Uh, it's possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think, Carl? I don't know. That's. Oh, Fair enough. I was, yeah. Opie Pit. That's his. There we go. Sorry, I was looking that up real oh. quick. Opie Pit. <laughs> sorry, I got distracted. Very um, sorry, but as for what I think, I don't. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, the thing. So can I? Let me be honest. I'm. I'm like a tiny bit nervous about season two, um, okay. because I, part of the reason I liked season one so much is I liked that it was kind of like everybody just doing their thing on this space station and trying to figure things out. So what I was expecting season one to end like was basically um, the first order kind of essentially just being called to leave because of like Starkiller base being destroyed. Like we don't really need to stay here on the Colossus. We'll keep a small garrison type thing. 
but like for the most part, we're just going to kind of skedaddle. Um, and now, it, right, it, they've all become like these active agents in the resistance in some way. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, for instance, I don't think I'll, we'll see Poe early on, um, yeah. except for me. No. Well, maybe like via hologram or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know exactly where they're going to go. I don't. I don't foresee them rejoining like the main resistance force and being part of that battle particularly. I think what they kind of set up, especially like in the first episode, is that Kaz is this spy. He's going to be the infiltrator. So I wouldn't be surprised if anything, if maybe General Leia does get in touch with them or Poe does or both of them do. And they basically say, stay out there and infiltrate what you can, right? Kind of like these guerrilla tactics, maybe like, you know, be out there on the fringes, hit them where, hit them where they're weak, but where it'll count and then get out right type of a thing. Um, so maybe given like this special task because they are a special group now, right? Like, um, I mean, uh, the other option is, is that they set up shop as another place to be a refueling station and they kind of use that as cover to keep an eye on things, you know, for the resistance. So, um, but I feel like the first order has got it marked now. uh, True. true, Right. That's true though. So. But I don't know. Season two, I'm going to imagine, is coming out in the fall, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. So. Yeah, we don't have to wait too long for it. Yeah. I will say the only thing that I, I was kind of hoping to see in the first season that we didn't, and it, it's fine, like it makes sense, but I was kind of hoping to see like a Kylo Ren appearance just for like even I a know. second. You know? Oh, so. We were all hoping. We were yeah. all like, oh, but it's kind of bold that they didn't. Like way to believe in the characters you have that you sure. didn't feel the need to Absolutely. to show Kylo Ren, but then at the same time it was a sh- I was waiting for that shoe to drop and it never did. So I, I guess it's a catch twenty two. Right. Know. I know we we talked about that early on, and then mm-hmm. I started watching all the episodes, and I, that completely left my mind. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the whole enough. idea yeah. of of waiting for Kylo Ren to show up completely disappeared. And if he had, I would have been shocked. It would have surprised me and caught me off guard, but yeah. you know, I didn't, you know, expect or need him to show up. Sure. So I remember we were like taking bets on who's going to show up, and I was all like, "Hux is showing up, like definitely. It's not even an option." And I was right. Yes, yes. you were. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> By a hologram. Yes. <laughs> um, giving his we, manic first order speech. <laughs> yeah, that was that was awesome though. Um. That was that was a great that was a great thing to cameo. Um yeah. But you know again I I for the sake of time I know we could talk resistance all night and, oh, yeah. I, and probably oh, yeah. wants to. Um and I do think we need to come back and revisit it later on. Um mm. and I agree. maybe maybe pick like I foresee like a top 5 Ooh. something resistance related coming down the Yeah. Pipe. Um but yeah, uh why don't we wrap up the conversation there? I mean, again, there's mm-hmm. just so much to talk about. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just a, a, a few reminders. Um, again, stick around after the episode for the final episode of the Empire Strikes Back radio drama, Clash of Lightsabers. Um, heads up, Friday, you will see the This Is Madness bracket coming out live. So please, please, please have fun with it. Share it. Hashtag us. This is Madness TWL. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if you if you make your predictions, please share them with us. Uh, we'd love to see them. Yeah. And 
Yeah, I think that's that's my spiel. I'll shut up now. Shut it up. <laughs> shut it up, sir. <laughs> One other thing we want to leave you with, though, before we depart, is we do have another poll for you. So um, we we want to know, uh, in light of our season finale of Resistance, we want to know who your favorite character from Star Wars Resistance is. So uh, let us know. Give us your thoughts. And Carl... Uh, if they want to respond to that or just get involved with all the crazy goodness that we have at the Wampus Lair, where can they do that? Well, of course, they can find us on Twitter at Wampus Lair. We're on Facebook at Wampus Lair Podcast. Email us at Wampus Lair Podcast at gmail.com. Or feel free to join our great community of folks like Will Rowe Hood on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Wampus Lair Podcast. Katie, where can folks find you on the Twitterverse? You guys can follow me at Dameron on Twitter, and I'll probably call you all Blowfish from now on. You're not Larians anymore. <laughs> You're all just a bunch of Blowfish to me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And we mean that in the most loving way possible. Yes. Um. <laughs> I wouldn't call you a Blowfish if I didn't care. <laughs> so. I don't know how, out of context, I don't know how I would respond to that. Um <laughs> That being said, you'll have anything else before we close this episode down. Blowfish 2 signing out. (laughs) Blowfish 1 signing out. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, stay tuned for the final episode of the Empire Strikes Back radio drama uh, coming up right after this. But that's going to be all for this episode of the Wampus Lair podcast. This has been episode number 325, Resistance Review. Blowfish 2 and Blowfish 1. I'm Blowfish 3. Signing off, and we will see you next time here. Later. Star Wars. The Empire Strikes Back by Brian Daly Episode 10 The Clash of Lightsabers time ago in a galaxy far, far away, there came a time of revolution, when rebels united to challenge a tyrannical empire. Now it is a dark time for the rebellion. Deep inside Cloud City, Luke Skywalker fights a desperate lightsaber duel against Darth Vader. Solo, encased in a block of carbonite, is in the charge of the bounty hunter Boba Fett. And, attempting to escape to the Millennium Falcon, Leia, Lando, Chewbacca, C-3PO, and R2-D2 are trapped by a locked blast door. As Imperial stormtroopers open fire on them.
I know you weren't hurt in that fall. As you thought, I was not. You were prudent in not rushing down headlong after me. But caution will be of no help to you now. As for your lightsaber, there are many weapons available to one who truly commands the Force. No one commands it, not even you. You think not? Then observe that control bar. Force and tear it loose. Force allows me to use it for any purpose I choose, even as a missile. I can do the same with any object in this control room. Expansion, for example. I don't have to dodge. I still have my lightsaber. You can parry missiles and fight at the same time. Can you defend yourself and evade that connecting tube? For oh. that! For that! You see, the contest may take any form. Can you stand your ground now? Yes! I can't! No! These winds will pull you through the viewport into the reactor shaft! You can do nothing! I can't! I can't! Ah! Oh, Artu, I thought that being strapped to the back of that great heavy Chewbacca would be the end of me. <laughs> 
course I've looked better. Oh, listen. The stormtroopers. They're firing on the falcon. If only our deflectors will hold until we can blast off. We're lifting off. I simply knew that Administrator Calrissian would get us into the air. Now, if you can just elude Imperial Pursuit, we may still survive. Have you seen my other components lying about anywhere out We must get me reassembled without further delay. Oh, oh my! Oh, we're being fired on again. We can only hope that Administrator Calrissian is as good a pilot as Captain Solo. again you have managed to save yourself. Fortunate for you that this gantry broke your fall. There was more to it than luck. Look, there, down the reactor shaft. Long, long fall to Beskin. If you're not sucked into an exhaust port or killed by an energy discharge. No, take that fall later. You can only lose. You are beaten, Skywalker. You still didn't beat him. It is useless to resist. Don't let yourself be destroyed as Obi-Wan did. I won't. Ah, how do you like it? The fire of a lightsaber blade. I do not wish to damage you, but you leave me no alternative. Ah, my hand! My hand! No sword. No sword hand. No hope left for you, Skywalker. Surrender! No! Escape! Yes, there is. Luke, do not make me destroy you. You do not yet realize your importance. You've only begun to discover your powers. Get it over with. Join me. I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. Your kind of order. I'll never join you. I'll die first. If only you knew the power of the dark side. I've seen it. Hatred, fear, and cruelty. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed my father. No, Luke. I am your father. That's true. That's impossible. Search your feelings. You know what I say to be true. Destroy the Emperor. He has foreseen this. Join, and together we can rule the galaxy as father and son. Please, do that. Come with me, Luke. It is the only way this can end. No. There's another. I can jump. Is that the wisdom of a Jedi? I won't be the first to die to keep you from winning. Luke, no! I'll never let you win. Never! 
bad. Leia, please have to hear me, Leia. Fighters on our tail. Never mind the fighters. Chewie, we've got to do it. Or Luke will die. Just do it. Now wait, well, what about Vader? He's still there, you know. All right, all right, all right, Chewie. Coming about. I hope you know what you're doing, Leia. I doubt it. Lando, make your approach underneath Cloud City. Chewie, give me more power to the engines. Cut back on the shield. We're gonna have to outrun those fighters if we're gonna make a pickup. Okay, Leia, show me where. Look up there. Someone's hanging from the vein. Right. It's Luke. Should we slow down? He needs the Falcon up under it. Lando, open the top hatch. Listen, I'll go topside through the airlock and grab him. I'll give you a signal when I've got him. <laughs> Fancy maneuvering to get around those TIE fighters, but we're coming out of Bestman's gravity fields. What's the alarm for? Take a look right out there. Imperial 
a star destroyer. Yeah. Biggest ship I ever saw. Must be three times the size of Cloud City. The TIE fighters are still with us. All right, Chewie. Get set to go to light speed. If your people fix the hyper Don't worry, I gave that order myself. Well, all the coordinates are set. It's now or never. Now sounds preferable. Okay, Chewie. Watch it. Yeah. Anybody who can get this thing to run right? They said they'd fix it. They were supposed to fix it. How hard can it be to make a simple transition to hyperspace? Come on, Julie. It's not my fault. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Julie, what are you doing? Where are you going? He's going to try to repair the hyperdrive. That Star Destroyer's closing on us. You know who's going to be on it, don't you? You can't let him catch us, Lando. I'm not sure what Luke is talking about, but he keeps mentioning Vader's name over and over. I can't evade him forever. They'll have a tractor beam locked onto us any minute now. And if we're really unlucky, they'll take us alive. We can't let him take the Falcon. For Luke's sake, we can't let Vader take us. No. No. working or we've had it. Carefully, R2, carefully. There. Now, connect the relay switch to my leg. There. Oh, thank you, R2. That's much better. Now, that's one of my legs back in a useful configuration. Hear that noisy creature, Artu? What can Chewbacca be doing? Why don't we just go to light speed? What do you mean we can't? How would you know the hyperdrive's been sabotaged? Cloud City computer told you. Artu, how many times must I tell you not to trust a strange computer? Ouch! Artu, will you please pay attention to what you're doing? Ow, my leg! Artu, come back here. Artu, you still have to reattach my other leg! Get away from that control wiring. You'll only burn yourself out again. You don't know how to repair the Falcon's hyperdrive. Oh, no, you don't. Chewbacca, perhaps, but not you. What are you thinking of? I'm standing here tottering in pieces, and you're having delusions of grandeur. What? 
What are you... What are you meddling at now? Oh, my goodness. You did it. The hyperdrive. Arthur! How's it going? We've got the Falcon all repaired the right way this time, so we're ready to shove off. Are you sure about this, Lando? I mean, maybe if you waited a little longer, there'd be enough of us at the rendezvous for the general to spare you two some help. No, we can't waste any more time, Luke. Master Luke, 3PO! Artwood, I am delighted to see that you are your own self once again. Well, not quite, but close enough. Hey, you're looking better too, 3PO. Oh, yes, the rebel technicians have completely repaired me, but... But what? Well, it's R2-D2, sir. He appears to have developed the most illogical imagination. Illogical? Yes, Master Luke. His account of your experiences on some non-existent planet called Dagobah. We can straighten that out later, 3PO. At least you're repaired. Oh, yes, but are you certain that you are all right, Master Luke? Oh, sure, sure. But there's other things we should be thinking about. Yes, I've heard. Administrator Calrissian, Artus and my best wishes go with you and Chewbacca. You and your friend can ship with me anytime, 3PO. Artu, you have yourself a distinct talent for pulling things off at the last second. Artu, thanks you, sir. Although I personally am of the opinion that his sense of timing leaves something to be desired. Luke, Chewie and I will meet you at the rendezvous point on Tatooine. I'll be there, Lando. Listen, if you need any help, you know how to reach me. Master Luke, the details of the rendezvous arrangements are safely stored in Artu's memory bank. Boy, isn't that how this all started? Well, take care of yourself, Chewie. And if this guy gives you a... Oh, Chewie, put me down! Lando, the ready for your You folks will be able to see it from here. Is that all right, 1B? All that remains is the final attachment of the prosthetic. You will then be able to return to duty status, Commander. Great. Attention, Millennium Falcon crew. Please report for launch. Ready, Chewie? Take care of him, Chewie. And make sure he doesn't lose the Falcon again. <laughs> you back up to your pay, Commander. Next time I see you, I'll teach you a little something about the odds. It's a deal. Good luck, Administrator. I mean, Captain Calrissian. <laughs> Thanks very much, C-3PO. Goodbye, Handler. I know, and I thank you. Come on, Chewbacca. Take care. So you too, Chewbacca. Commander Skywalker, I am ready now to fit your prosthetic hand. Well, the sooner the better, one be. Hold still, please, Commander. All right. 
You will feel slight pain as I test the nerve responses, sir. That's okay. They'll come worried about Lando and Chewbacca. Come on, princess. A professional gambler and con artist and a Wookiee smuggler flying the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy. They'll be all right. Millennium Falcon, prepare for departure. The procedure is complete, Commander Skywalker. Oh, that's great, Wendy. Now, where's that comm link? Here you are, Master Luke. Oh, thanks, Miguel. Skywalker to Millennium Falcon. Skywalker to Falcon. Lando here. We'll see you on Tatooine, Luke, with Han. We'll bring him back to you later. I swear it. Ah, to the viewport. We'll be able to watch the blast off from there. Take care, Lando. Chewbacca. And may the Force be with you both. May it be with us all. Come on, Leia. Let's go watch them take off. Yes, Arthur. There's plenty of room right here by me. They must succeed. We can't lose after all we've been through. Look, the Empire threw everything it had at us, and we're still here. And thank goodness we're out of danger. <laughs> what did he say to you? He says, for the time being... There they go. The Empire can't stop us now. Now it's our turn. Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back by Brian Daly, based on characters and situations created by George Lucas. Featured in the cast were Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, Billy D. Williams as Lando Calrissian, Brock Peters as Darth Vader, Anne Sachs as Princess Leia, and Russell Horton as 2-1-B. Also heard was Michael Levitt. This is Ken Hiller. Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back was directed by John Madden with Tom Vagley. Sound design for Lucasfilm by Ben Burt. Music by John Williams. Casting and production coordination by Mel Saar. The executive producer was John Boss. Post-production was realized at Studio M in St. Paul on the 3M digital mastering system by Tom Vagley.
Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back was produced by National Public Radio in association with KUSC-FM Los Angeles with the cooperation of Lucasfilm Limited.